up out there um, for you to sign up for what you're going to bring. And I would say ice cream, but I think Jason said it enough for me. Um, <laughs> and then um, I want, he wanted me to be sure and emphasize the fifth quarter. That's September 2nd. Um, so that is this Friday night, the home, Lone Grown Homecoming game. After the game, they're going to all come here, um, and we just need—he just needs people to volunteer. You don't have to do food or anything like that, but just be here to love on the people and love on the kids and make sure the kids aren't wandering out in the parking lot doing stuff they shouldn't. And so that's the main things there. And. Um, Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to come into your house and to worship you. For you are great and mighty to be praised. We are so, so blessed to have this opportunity to come here and to worship you in truth. And we thank you for it, Lord. Be with us for the duration of the service. In the name of Jesus, amen. Why don't y'all stand if you will? I just feel like it's easier to worship sometimes if we're up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, God, yes, God. Come into this house, magnify the Lord. Lift up holy hands, our hearts in one accord, for he is worthy. Worthy of all our praise, for he is worthy, worthy of all our praise. Let's sing that again. Come into this house. Yes, Lord. Come into this house, magnify the Lord, lift up holy hands, our hearts in one accord, for he is worthy. Worthy of all our praise, yes, he's worthy, for he is worthy, worthy of all our praise, oh, he's worthy, he's worthy of honor and glory, worthy of power and praise, worship and bow down before him. Exalt his holy name, make a melody, sing unto the Lord. He has given us a song and a sword, for he is worthy, worthy of all our praise. Yes, he's worthy, for he is worthy, worthy of all our praise. He's worthy of honor and glory. He's worthy of power and praise. Worship and bow down before him. Exalt his holy name. Come into this house and magnify the Lord. Lift up holy hands, our hearts in one accord, for he is worthy, worthy of all our praise. Yes, he's worthy, for he is worthy, worthy of all our praise. Yes, yes, 
worthy. He is worthy. Father, you are worthy tonight of all of our praise, God. All the glory and the honor go directly to you, God. Father, we just anticipate great things in this service tonight, God. Father, help us to hear and to understand the word that you want for us tonight. In Jesus' holy name, we pray, amen. There's nothing worth more than could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. Oh, I've tasted it. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves. When my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence, Lord, and Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more could ever come close no thing can compare you're our living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence lord holy spirit and holy spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence 
presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness, Lord. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord, overcome us with your presence, God, overwhelm us with your presence, God. As I come into your presence, passing gates of praise, into your sanctuary, till we're standing face to face. I look upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace, and I can only bow down and say you are awesome in this place mighty God you are awesome in this place Abba Father you are worthy of all praise and to you our lives we in this place mighty God as I come into your presence passing gates of praise into your sanctuary till we're standing face to face I look upon your countenance I see the fullness of your grace, and I can only bow down and say, you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. in this 
this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise, and to you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You're worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all praise, and to you our lives we in this place mighty God oh thank you Lord thank you Lord oh join with me in just praising him and giving him praise oh Lord we just praise your holy holy name for you alone Lord are worthy to receive all honor and glory and praise there is nobody else like you, oh Lord. You are our Abba Father, our Daddy in Heaven, who cares for us, who covers us and takes care of us. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Glory to you in the highest, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all may be seated. Um, already talked about the fifth quarter and all of that and um, I think that that's about the only announcements other than the new prayer phone list if you haven't got on it you can um, ask me after the service and I'll tell you how to get on it <laughs> to get on the text thing um, it's just a matter of sending a text and from then on you can get texts and stuff so do we have anything um, new to add to the prayer list we have a lot of prayer needs on our existing prayer list but if do we have anything new that we need to add anybody anybody got a praise okay yes we can pray for your family Kate yes Anybody else? Yes, Don. So that was Doug's brother, yeah, who passed away, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we need to pray for Doug McAllister's family and the loss of his brother. Anybody else? Yeah.
wise decisions for your kids. Yeah, a lot of us have kids that need to make wise decisions. <laughs> I saw you first. Oh, yes, he is so good. Yes. I love good medical reports. not luck. Yes, it is. It is the hand of God, Sister Linda. It is the blessing of the Lord. You are blessed and highly favored of him. Sister Carol. Uh, Ronnie's, one of Ronnie's high school classmates passed away. We were just at visitation. The Sullivan family. The Sullivan family. Okay. So we have the Callister family and the Sullivan family. <coughs> I commented that to Alan the other day that we seem to be of an age that more and more of either our relatives or our friends' relatives are passing on to Jesus and going on. And so, but it just makes heaven sweeter every day, doesn't it? Yes. Anybody else got a praise or a prayer request? No? Okay. Well, we'll just take all these needs to the Lord. Oh, Father, we just come to you, Lord, and we just thank you. As Sister Linda said, Lord, we just thank you that your hand is upon us, that you are merciful to us, that you are just so good to us. You are our Abba Father who takes care for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the healings that you are doing, even right now amongst all these people on our prayer list. We have a long prayer list, Lord, but we're believing healing for each and every person on this prayer list, Lord. And Lord, we lift up to you the Sullivan family and the Doug McAllister family, Lord, that you would be with them in the loss of their loved ones, Lord, that you would comfort them as only you can comfort, for you are our holy comforter, and you are so so good to be with us and to guide us and direct us and to give us that comfort, Lord, when we miss the ones that have gone on before us, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you be with us tonight, Lord, that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Lord, soften our hearts to receive your word and that we would learn tonight, Lord, from your word, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, tonight, um, we actually got a little fancy with my husband and LaDonna's help. They actually put some scriptures in.
always be in the same version that I'm reading from, but that's okay too. Um, I'm sure all of y'all have your own versions handy anyway. Um, we're going to start with the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? And he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I'll repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Lord, I just ask that you help me to speak forth the word that you gave me for this congregation, for this night, for this time. I just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to speak forth your word. And I just ask that you help me in doing so. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to talk about being brokenhearted for our neighbor. Who is our neighbor? Well, as the parable that Jesus told said, it was a Samaritan. But who was the Samaritan? The Samaritan was the enemy of the Jewish man who was beaten up. But he helped him anyway. He took him in. He cared for him. And even when he left, he made sure there was enough money to take care of him. His enemy. So our enemy is our neighbor. Are we brokenhearted for our neighbors? Are we brokenhearted for our enemies? Are we brokenhearted for those who hate us and treat us bad and break our hearts? Is our heart broken for our coworker that's not saved? Are we brokenhearted for the Russians? Are we brokenhearted for the Ukrainians? Are we brokenhearted for all the people that are dying and going to hell in all the wars around the world? Are we brokenhearted for all the people around the world who have never even heard the name of Jesus? The unreached of the world. Those who have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel, the good news. Are we brokenhearted enough to pray for the salvation of the people around the world daily? Are we brokenhearted enough to give financially into missions so that others can go where we can't or won't go? When I was called 
to go. I remember I told the Lord, who me? Who am I to go? I had no education. I, had, I didn't have anything to offer that I thought. But he just wants us to be willing. That was the one thing that I could give to the Lord, is I was willing to go. We're all called to go to the Great Commission. How far we go is really as much about our willingness as it is about the call. He's already called all of us to go. In Matthew 28, we all know the Great Commission, so I didn't even put it up there, and I'm, you know, to go into all the world. We all know that scripture. So we all know that we're called. You know, every um, other year, there is a big Chi Alpha fly-in is what they call it. You know, Chi Alpha is the AG ministry to on college campuses in order to bring Christ um, to the students who come in from all over the world. But part of what they do also is every other year they have what they call a fly-in and they get, it's in a different city. Uh, I was able to go one year when I was home itinerating because any missionaries who are here in the U.S. when it goes on go to that fly-in and they have all kinds of um, events and um, displays and everything showing the students about stuff from all over the world. But the main point is for them to challenge the young people in the nightly services to give a year and pray about a lifetime. Because it's all about being willing to go. I have a friend, Amber, who spent several summers um, in El Salvador during her college years. She spent her summers there helping and doing missions work. And she tried for that year, but then she realized that, no, the Lord wasn't calling her to live overseas, but to do work back home. So she took what she learned on the field, and she partnered with others when she got home to Tennessee and started a homeless outreach. She is brokenhearted for the homeless in Tennessee. She started Cold Patrol, which they reach out every night to those who need a warm cup of coffee or a blanket to help those who want to get off the street to get jobs and have an address so they can apply for a job. Did you know you have to have an address to apply for a job? Once you're homeless, once you fall through the cracks and end up homeless, it's hard to get off the streets. There is a lot of obstacles. Or sometimes people are mentally ill and they just need help getting on and staying on their meds so that they can get off the streets. But they share the love of Jesus in a real way to people who are in need, people who are addicted and drunk. But from her stories, I've learned that a huge majority of the people living on the streets are not addicts and they're not drunks. Instead, they're just people who have fallen through the cracks of society and they need a hand to get out. They need the love of Jesus. Are we brokenhearted by the murderer, the thief? Are we brokenhearted for the drug addict and the drunk, the gossip and the backstabber, the one who did us wrong? Are we brokenhearted for the adulterer and the fornicator? They are the way they are because they don't have Jesus. Wake up, church. We have to wake up. We need to be the love of Christ here on the earth. I, need to, I know I seem to harp on loving, but it's what's in my heart. We need to wake up and be Christ alive on the earth. 
because he's alive in us. And through him, we can share the love of Christ to the down and outer for the sinner and the poor. Jesus had bowels of compassion for the poor. How many times does it say that in the scripture? He was moved by bowels of compassion. 1 John 3, 17, but whosoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwells the love of God in him? It's a little bit, just as shows no compassion in that version. I like the bowels of compassion. It sounds like it comes from deep within you, doesn't it? Matthew 9, 36 in the message version. Then Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages, and he taught in their meeting places, reported kingdom news, and healed their diseased bodies, and healed their bruised and hurt lives. When he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. In the King James, it says he was moved with bowels of compassion. So confused and aimless they were, like sheep with no shepherd. What a huge harvest, he said to his disciples. How few workers on your knees and pray for harvest hands. We are commanded to pray for workers for the harvest. That was part of how I got called. I was praying for workers for the harvest. And it's like, if you're praying for a need, you have to also be willing to meet that need if you can, right? Scientists say that they know we have a second brain in our belly. Have you ever heard about that? Who knew? But we do. And the Lord moves us if we listen to that gut feeling. If we listen to Holy Spirit within us and be moved by those bowels of compassion as Jesus was. We need to reach out and pull them up. Pull them up out of the sewer. I had a friend whose boy recently literally fell through a broken leg down into the sewer. And by the grace of God was caught on a strap and his daddy was able to reach down and pull his boy out of the sewer to safety. That's what we need to be doing, church. We need to be reaching down into the sewer and pulling people out. David Wilkerson was brokenhearted by the newspaper articles he read about these young teens being tried for murder in New York City. So he started reaching out to the gangs and eventually he won Nikki Cruz to the Lord. And how did he do that? He told him, you cut me, Nikki, into a thousand little pieces, but every little piece will still cry out, I love you. And Teen Challenge was born and now reaches thousands every year for the Lord around the world. Because David Wilkerson was brokenhearted over a picture in a newspaper and did something about it. Are we brokenhearted for the drug dealers and prostitutes on the street? Are we brokenhearted for the drug dealer selling drugs at the local high school? They need Jesus. If they find Jesus, they won't be selling drugs to our kids anymore. If they find Jesus, murderers won't be killing people anymore. If they find Jesus, their lives will be radically changed and they'll be changed from the inside out. They'll be a wholly different person because Holy Spirit will come into their lives and holy, W-H-O-L-E, 
change them to be holy, H-O-L-Y. They'll be new creations, new people, because he has recreated them so that murderers won't want to kill anymore. Thieves won't want to steal anymore. What did Paul tell the church people of Ephesus? Notice it was the church people. In Ephesians 4.28, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So obviously those church people, some of them used to be thieves, but they found Jesus and he changed them from the inside out. God transforms us. He transforms the sinner. But they got to find Jesus first. We need to lead them to Jesus. He'll do the work to transform them. That's not our job. Our job is not to clean them up. Our job is just to lead them to Jesus. Because Holy Spirit's a gentleman, and he doesn't just come and take over and invade our lives. He woos them. He woos them because he loves them. Do we love them too? Are we brokenhearted over those who are going to hell all around us? The Lord wants to cover us. He wants to cover the world. He wants to cover us with his wings. Matthew 23, 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. He cried this because they weren't coming to him. They were rejecting him. You know, I heard a story recently about an old farmer who had had a horrible fire and it had burned everything. And he's walking along, just kicking up through the dust and the ashes, and he sees a charred hen. And he kicks over the hen, and all these little chicks run out because the mother hen covered her chicks. When she realized the fire was coming, she covered her chicks and she saved them. That's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to cover the sinner. He wants to cover us. Are we leading people to Jesus so he can save them, so he can cover them with his wings? Jeremiah 29. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, There is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. I have a burning fire, church. I am brokenhearted for a church that is so focused on itself instead of being brokenhearted for the lost. And I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about the church overall. We have to wake up. We need to have the gospel burning in our bones that we would want to share the love of Christ with others. This has been burning in my bones for a couple of years now. Not the gospel, that's been there a long time. But the wake up church part. Some of y'all may have been here on a Sunday night two or three years ago now during the whole COVID in and out stuff. But the spirit was moving and the Lord gave me a word to speak out. And it was to say, wake up church. And it's been burning in my heart ever since. I pray daily for the church to wake up and truly be the bride of Christ. To truly be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. 
Because if we're not reaching out and pulling them up out of the sewer, who will? Some Satanists and teach them about worshiping the devil? Some Buddhists who is all about good works and let's teach them how to, and I got to do my good works and so then they teach people about Buddha? No. We, the church, needs to be the one. We have to be the ones to reach out and pull people out, to give them a hand and to help them, to be brokenhearted for the lost. And then we have to do something about the brokenheartedness. We have to be willing, and then we have to do. 2 Timothy 2, 4. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. How busy are we? I know. Al and I have been swamped lately with everything going on in our family, taking care of family and responsibilities to our family. I mean, that's good, and it's biblical, and we need to take care of our families. And um, families are our neighbors, too. Jesus loves our families, and we need to be busy at that. And we're busy at work because, as they said in Ephesians, you got to labor and work with your hands, right, in order to have something to give. So we're earning a living to support ourselves. But I confess that sometimes I spend way too much time on hobbies. Then it's good. We don't have a TV, but, you know, there's a lot of other stuff you can waste time on besides watching TV. So I don't like throw stones at you who have TVs because, trust me, I can waste time just as much with other things. But if we're not leaving time to abide in Jesus and be filled with his power each and every day, and then leaving time to reach out to others with that same power, then how can we tell our neighbor about Jesus? For we are God's ambassadors. 2 Corinthians 5.11, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord. Our fearful responsibility to the Lord. We work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we committing ourselves to you again? No, we're giving you a reason to be proud of yourselves so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we're in our right minds, it's for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. And then skip down to verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. He didn't say God has given me. He says God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us.
It's us. It's we. We are his ambassadors. We are the ones that God uses to make his appeal. He is making his appeal through us. He uses us, church. He wants us to speak forth his love and his message of salvation through him and him alone. He wants us to be his hands and feet. He wants us to pray for our neighbor in need. He wants us to pray for the man or woman in the Walmart parking lot. He wants us to pray at work, at the store, wherever we go, because it's an as-we-go gospel. Everywhere we go, we take Jesus with us. But we have to allow him to shine through us. We have to be willing to step out of our comfort zones and offer to pray for the cashier who is obviously not feeling good. One day at the Walmart up in Suffolk, oh, I felt so sorry for the poor lady door. I had, I had known her quite a while. She'd worked there a long time. And she couldn't hardly catch her breath. And she was having to sit down. And she would scan all, and then she'd stand up, and then she'd have to sit down. She couldn't hardly breathe. And I asked, could I pray for her? And I prayed for her because <laughs> she was not doing well at all. And she needed someone. The people that she worked for didn't care. <laughs> but I cared. And I wanted her to know that Jesus cared. We have to be willing to just step out of our comfort zone and pray for people wherever we may be, to speak of Jesus wherever we may be, because it is an as-we-go gospel. In Acts eleven nineteen, meanwhile, the believers, that doesn't say the apostles, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers, not some of the apostles, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them and a large number of the Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. So whether it was preaching to the Jews or preaching to the Gentiles, doesn't matter. Preach to anybody and everybody, whoever will listen to you. Because it's the believers that as they went, as they were kicked out of their regular home place and had to go somewhere else, they preached as they went. It's the believers, church, not the apostles, the believers. That's us, the believers. That's us. We're the ones that have to take forth the gospel. It's not something that we leave for the preacher to do. It's not the pastor's job. You know, I didn't look up that scripture. But you know, the pastor's job is actually to train the believers to do the work of the ministry. It's the believers who are to do the work of the ministry. The pastor is, is for training us, not for doing the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry, the evangelism, the laying hands on people so they can be healed, bringing them to Jesus, that's our job. That's the church's job. In the last days, many of the hearts will grow cold. 
in Matthew 24, 12, sin will be rampant everywhere. Sounds like today. And the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations or all peoples will hear it. And then the end will come. So how about us, church? Are, are your hearts hot and burning with love for the Lord? I know they are. I know you love the Lord. But is our hearts also burning for the brokenhearted? Is, are, are our hearts brokenhearted for the lost all around us? Are we burning with love for our neighbors? Or have our hearts grown cold to the sinners all around us? And we don't care about the lost around us anymore. We only care about our family, our people, our church. Oh, church, let us be brokenhearted for the lost around us. Don't let our hearts be cold. Let's get close to Jesus and let him give us a burning heart again for him and for the lost. May the fire of the Holy Spirit burn so strongly in your hearts that your heart is broken for the sinners, for the lost all around you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I just thank you for your grace and your mercy that saved me. You pulled me up out of the sewer, Lord, and I thank you for it. And Lord, I thank you that you give us the opportunity to be your hands and feet in the world. That you give us the privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus with others. I thank you, Lord, that you guide and direct us. You give us wisdom and you give us the words to speak, Lord, when the opportunity arises. Lord, open our eyes that we would see the opportunities all around us. That as we go through our days, Lord, that our eyes would be opened and that you would burn, you would burn in our hearts, Lord. And that we would cry for those who need you still. That we would be brokenhearted. And we would not want to see one of our neighbors or co-workers go to hell without sharing you. Giving them the same opportunity that you gave us. Oh, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your Holy Spirit who empowers us to do everything you have commanded us to do. You have commanded us to go. You have commanded us to love our neighbor. And through your Holy Spirit, we can have that fire. We can have the power to do all that you have called us to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to take this opportunity, if there is anyone here or even online who you don't know Jesus yet, 
You have not been pulled out of the sewer yet. Maybe you don't even know you're in the sewer. But you don't know Jesus. You don't know the love and sacrifice that he has done for you in order to redeem you from sin. So if there's any here tonight who doesn't know Jesus and you want to, just make eye contact with me. Oh, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you draw people who are either watching now or will watch this later, that you would draw them unto you, that many would come to know you, Lord. And that they would know that you forgive them of their sins and you cleanse them of all that they have done so that they are a new person in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Church, I just encourage you as they put on some music that you would spend some time at the altars or in your pew seeking the Lord and how you can serve him by being his hands and feet in the world around you. Ask him to break your heart for the lost once again. Ask him for fresh fire.